Welcome back to another episode of Ends With Z. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz, and a happy holidays to all our listeners. Happy holidays, Cecile. Happy holidays, Juanito. Happy New Year, almost, mm-hmm. and Merry Christmas. Sean is visiting his family in Kentucky, mm-hmm. so he's not in studio with us, but I know he's listening as well. And he will be listening to this podcast as he yes. prepares it for air. And I'm really excited. As I was gone, I was gone for the holidays for Christmas with my family in Florida. I was really excited and really wanted to make a point of of, of celebrating the end of the year, mm-hmm. talking to you. Um, today's the, the 30th, so yes. we've got uh, just one more day left of 2023 this is our 63rd episode um of ends with z we did 12 this year 2023 mm-hmm. we want to do a little bit more but as as our listeners know and we know life happens as, Isn't that right? as yeah as i call it oh 2023 <laughs> yeah, I, that's right <laughs> remember when 23 was such a great magical number it's not going to be such yeah. a magical number for me i had a lot of horrible health issues which mm-hmm. thank god mm-hmm. and and life life things happening yeah. uh, that uh, hopefully will soon be very much behind me um, I'm so. happy to hear that because we, we all had, I had my health issues mm-hmm. too, not too long ago. So we want to be on the other side of it, right? Yeah. in 23 just felt like, uh, I, all of us were handling so much. There was a, yeah. a, a craziness of heaviness mm-hmm. to the year. There was also a lot of joy and, and excitement to the year because I feel mm-hmm. that 23 was the first year that we were, let's say fully out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think February, yeah. May was officially the day yeah. where we are That's out right. of all those restrictions. So I think there was a lot of positive excitement, but even with that, the holidays are always fraught with oh yeah joy oh, and yeah. <laughs> and I know you know about that oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, Cecile, I just returned from a very passive aggressive existence <laughs> in sorry, South Florida. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. And no, no, please, you know what, laughing. And I tell my friends this when I tell the story. Either I start by giving this disclaimer, or I say it at the end. I tell them, please, please, please. Don't feel sorry for me. Don't pity me because I know some of the stories I'm going to share today, a lot of our listeners have to deal with mm-hmm. when it comes to family. I've been away from my family. Next year is going to be 28 years. Wow. So when I parachute into South Florida, I'm dealing with my mom. I'm dealing with my aunt. I'm lovelyly dealing with my uh, sister and her kids. Mm-hmm. That really is my my bright spot when I go to South Florida. But I always say... Um, don't feel sorry for me because because I don't. And mm-hmm. I came out of it stronger. I, I know I texted you when I landed here and I said, uh, you feel God, lighter. <laughs> the weight of the world feels like it. I mean, I felt like I aged. Juanito, you texted me. Wait, days. I don't mean to interrupt, but no, you please. texted me. I feel lighter when you got on the plane, not when oh, you yeah. landed, when you got the yeah. minute you got on the plane, yeah. you said, I really feel lighter. Yeah. But before you go on, yeah. I want to I want to take a moment and acknowledge yes. that <laughs> we thought about what what we wanted the last podcast to be. And we had yeah. a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas. And I, I want to thank you for being willing to make it this, to make it about the challenges of uh, facing mm-hmm. all the things that, that are still unresolved in our childhood oh, yeah. through through your through your experiences at home. You, yeah. you peppered us throughout uh, throughout every podcast with things that you've dealt with with yeah. your mom but to, to really say you know hey Cecile I'm willing to to talk about this I think it takes a lot of courage yeah. to do that and and yes I agree mm-hmm. we this is not to feel sorry for you or for ourselves or nor do we encourage mm-hmm. people in my opinion to to sit in that I believe that it's important to recognize our feelings mm-hmm. and the pains and what has hurt us but to unpack it and then yeah understand it and choose a different emotion so you can become stronger and for mm-hmm. me laughter is always a, a great emotion oh, because, yeah. because if not you know <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna cry right <laughs> exactly so what uh, t- tell me well, how was you, you how were was saying hug- about me feeling the weight off my shoulders when when i when i was on the plane it actually starts when that uber picks me up and it drives oh, away wow. i mean it's it, it's that that much and, and you know i get it now and i see things more clearly and it's not that i'm dealing with my mom now at 85 years old, these personality traits were, were with her all along. Mm-hmm. But when you're a child, you just don't see it. You think that's the way moms mm-hmm. act or react. And like I was saying, she's she's very passive aggressive. She's a big gatekeeper. And and I feel like she... she what do you feared, mean a gatekeeper? A gatekeeper. She, she likes to, like, for example, if I would say I'm going to do... Um, something right mm-hmm. she's like well it, it might rain it might do this the car might have tr-. just always, negativity. always always throwing um stones in my uh. in my way to somehow 
um, dirty it and, mm. and, and therefore make it, uh, making it a lot more, more like, like, like a party pooper. Like, like for example, I'll give you one example here. Um, one of my dearest friends, I've known her since kindergarten. Uh, her name is Jean. Um, thank goodness. I, I texted her at the airport asking her for recommendations on where to eat. When you arrived. Night, right okay. when I arrived. So she mentioned this restaurant. It's a Peruvian food. I love Peruvian food. And um, she said, you know what? That's not far from the office. I'm going to drop by and see you if you don't mind. Oh, and she sweet. sat with us for dinner. I hadn't seen her in three years because in three years past, my mom would always try to keep me busy, mm-hmm. always try to deflect and and this and that. And it's so funny that um, when she finally showed up and I was so happy to see her and she mm-hmm. lost some weight. She looked terrific. She looked like she's an editor at Vogue now. This is, this is, wow, this is one of my girlfriends amazing. that I knew all through high school. Mm-hmm. We'd go to clubs together. She was my my right hand lady, you know, mm-hmm. for, for lack of a better word. And and she we grew up kind of more like brother and sister than than anything else. And when, when she's showering me with attention and, and saying, you know, um, I'm so proud of you and look, you've accomplished so much. And oh, I wonderful. could just feel the tension at the table because the attention's not on my mom at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of narcissism in her. And and I can see that she thrives when she's around people who fill her cup that way. I went out one night with her and and I, I fought it, but I said, you know what, this is gonna be one time. And I told her I'm doing this one time and one time only. And I went out with her to one of her social events. Is that, that when you sent me the video of her dancing? Yes. Okay. And you know what? And 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 people are coming up to her. They're saying, you know, how is the most elegant woman in the room doing today? Mm-hmm. The woman with the most beautiful eyes. The one, I mean, they really do like like pump her up. Yet, you know, it just takes one little thing to 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 change all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, you know, not everybody gets their cup filled. With by their family members, you know, and, Correct. I, and I told her, I go, you cannot find your happiness in me. You have to find it in yourself mm-hmm. so that people want to be around you because you're happy. Mm-hmm. Um, at that dinner with my friend, Jean, um, they were talking about weight loss because my yeah. friend had, had lost a lot of weight. And um, my friend, Jean, she goes, oh, and, and, and you too. You look great. You look like you've lost some weight to my mom. And she's oh God, like, yeah, how does she take it? I lost, I lost 12 pounds. And she's like, that's wonderful. How did you do it? She said, sadness. Oh, my gosh. Tristeza in Spanish. Tristeza. Let me tell you, the whole energy at the table, my friend looked at me like when she waited for my mom to look away and she like mouths, I'm sorry, because she brought it all down. And and, and it's like she wants that pity party. She wants the attention, you know, focused back on her. Or she wants to punish you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Because she said about what? Uh, Everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, my my sister doesn't call her enough. My sister's boyfriend isn't cariñoso, isn't uh, loving, loving um, to her, or or whatever it is. She also accuses her girlfriends of being jealous of her. So it's it's so funny. And her and she she even thinks her sister, who's ninety three, God bless her, my aunt, who is homebound mm-hmm. because she just doesn't have the health anymore, that she somehow is jealous of my mom. So. It's kind of weird when you see a parent for a person versus mm-hmm. a parent when you just go like, how did me, how did my sister and I survive this? Because I pulled away and my yeah. sister kind of did too. And she's living in South Florida with mm-hmm. her kids and her boyfriend. And and as adults now, we've talked about it. And, and I tell my sister, you know, we can't blame her. She's, that's just the way she's she's formatted. She's still at this age at 85. We'll, we'll go back to saying, you know, I had such a sad childhood. My father left when I was three. I never had a father. Your father was was the first male figure, and now he's not around. And it just it's it. She can very easily spiral downward. And one final thing before before you can uh, jump before in you too. take a breath, uh-huh. right? Uh, my friend Jean, who is you know she's a modern gal, just like like I am. You know, we we look at things like mm-hmm. therapy and talking to friends and mm-hmm. being open and mm-hmm. not being you know, uh, shady about things and just speaking clearly, which is what I, I kept saying. I'm like, you need to speak clearly mom to whoever you need to communicate with. So my friend goes to her, um, well, why don't you talk to somebody? Why don't you talk to your priest or see a therapist? Oh my How did she take that? God. Well, it was a full stop in the conversation. Full mm-hmm. stop. My mother looked at her like my bosses have looked at me when I talk about raises. 
It's like suddenly <laughs> she doesn't understand the English language. Or we were talking in Spanish, right? Oh it's my like God. suddenly she's looking at her like suddenly she's speaking in tongues or something <laughs> strange is coming out of my friend's mouth that she can't comprehend. Because growing up, and we may have talked about this before, if you went to a shrink, you were crazy. Exactly. It was very, there's a lot of stigma. Full stop. There's a lot crazy. of Crazy. You yeah. didn't talk about divorce. You didn't talk about your gay kids. You didn't talk about anything. You didn't talk made. about money. Nothing. You didn't talk about anything. Nothing. So she looked at her like, what? And what's so funny with my mom is when I did clamp down and I did kind of like act parent-like to her, mm-hmm. it's incredible how quickly she calmed down. Like, like I do feel like the lack of a father figure in mm-hmm. her life, she may have seen it in my dad as, as mm-hmm. a male positive role model. And now with him gone, it's like there's nobody around. So like when I spoke up, um, things quickly changed. But then, of course, she falls back into those patterns. So anyways, this is all day by this is I dealt with this on a daily basis. And you were there for how many days? Eleven days. Oh my gosh. Um but I'm and that's counting arrival and departure. Mm-hmm. So n- nine days. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah. And and I'm sure yeah. she she was again we're, I I am not John Silampars, our favorite uh, we're going to definitely talk to him about this. Yes, I highly encourage that. But I, I think that she she was speechless because what Jean was doing was putting the onus of her self-care on her she was making your mom exactly. responsible mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. her sadness mm-hmm. we all feel sad uh, we know that there's more loneliness there's more sadness statistically the, the numbers are out uh, we talk about it um, on the professional world we talk about it in the personal uh, mm-hmm. everyone's personal life in a post-covid world there are a lot of mental health issues yeah. uh, that that we should talk about openly and we should encourage people to seek therapy and, and talk yeah. to someone. We are fortunate that we can not only openly go to therapy but and have a therapist come and join us, but also have each other to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, and we often talked about awareness, right? That correct. has been since day one of episode one, mm-hmm. which I always thought, my God, what a gift awareness is yes. to have. Awareness to say, you know what? I'm short-tempered. Mm-hmm. Awareness is I'm not the best bestest of friends to some of my Mm -hmm, friends mm -hmm. you know once you have that but again going back to that if she has that awareness that puts the power back in her lap like the responsibility also back on it's like i cannot bring my appearance here cannot be your source of joy you need to find it in other places yeah and my being here is part of that joy but not the sole thing and i think yeah Um, It's a hard burden. It's a hard burden to put on on you. And you said something interesting because I have lost both of my parents. Mm -hmm. And I've always said that you don't feel like a true grown up until you've lost your parents. And you you said that your father played a wonderful, stable role in your mother's life. And I know how wonderful your father was. And you stepped into a more authoritative moment with your mom as she calmed down, which... It is hard. There are moments where where the child becomes the parent, especially mm-hmm. if your parent becomes completely inca- incapacitated right. or has mental mm-hmm. illness or dementia, God forbid, then you do have to become mm-hmm. the parent. But it's still a very odd position for a child to become the parent. But what I wanted to say to you, Juanito, is that yeah. it is also not necessary. I, I don't think that it is your role to now become the the, the 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 we'll say the head of the family we that's a term right, that we right, use right, right. Mm-hmm. but i mean in a way where you're now somehow filling a void that your father left you should uh, you should always have your place you should be her son yeah. and, and, and that's i want to be i want to be i mean our relationship is clearly parent child we're not friends mm-hmm. we're not besties mm-hmm. um and i've often said that if if i would have met her in a in a friend role i, I, I don't know if i'd want to be her friend oh, you know what i mean it sounds terrible yeah, but i get it you know these revelations I think have made me a stronger person too because there is some guilt that comes with it as well. You know, because I do see how she's alone at home and and thankfully she has these great friends um, that take her out and and, and do things with her um, that that keep her busy. But um, I can't be the sole source. And, you know, I even look back now when I moved out when I was 24 years old from the house. So at this point you've lived away more yeah. than you've lived yeah. oh, at for home sure, for sure and you know what think about it for for a male to live at home till he was 24 that's kind of a little that's past the extended period i mean not well, now the, well, with, not, with today, well with today's but also generation. culturally yeah. culturally hispanics yeah. we that's okay 
That's yeah. okay to do you that. You leave when you get married, obviously, Correct. right? But that wasn't in, in, in my uh, Or cards. you leave when you go to college, but right. then if you're not married, you're expected to come back. To come back. Yeah. yeah. And that in of itself, you've been gone just like me. I've yeah. been gone far more yeah. uh, lived away than I live back home. I think that all of these things, they're particularly hard during the holidays. And, yeah. and that's why for some people going back um, home is, is wonderful and, and the holidays are wonderful. I wish it was. It brings yeah, me stress. I really wish it was going oh, home was something I would I would, you know, get excited about. I mean, when I when I when I got back, I looked at my calendar to see, okay, what are the dates I can pick for next year? And I go, okay, I've got three hundred and sixty some days before I got to go through this oh, all over boy. again. And you know what? It's it's like I said, it's okay. Don't feel bad for me. I, I learned every time I do feel it's it's another learning period and I feel that my sister and I get closer which you know when I moved out of the house she was six years younger than me so she wasn't even 18 yet or maybe she was just about 18 um you know I kind of feel like I left her holding mm-hmm. the bag like mm-hmm. she was now the focus of of my mom and dad and, and my you dad feel was, bad because you knew what she was going to go through well I kind of feel like I've I've come to that realization now back then it was like I'm a free bird. I'm 24. I've got a job. I need to follow my dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure myself out. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't thinking too much about her. Um, but now when I look back, I, there is a little bit of guilt on my mm-hmm. part that I left her with this burden to kind of carry. And again, my dad was the buffer. And every time we mentioned my dad, when my sister and I are around, we break down into tears Aww. because we realized he really was our safety net when it came mm-hmm. to to mom. You know, mom did definitely wear the pants in that family when it came to, you know, where we were going to go on vacation, what we were going to do, and this and that. And I think once she saw that we were getting older and she was starting to lose control and losing the grip, um, that's when she maybe started to act even more act out even more more needy it's interesting because the way you describe Mm -hmm. her she had a lot of control and she had a lot of power but yet she's always the person that things are happening to her and i wanted to say to you funny though i don't i don't feel bad for you Uh i feel bad with you okay because i i yes as, as someone who loves you and considers you family i my heart hurts and i wish you didn't have to go through yeah. that Thank but you. i i understand that that was your life those were that mm-hmm. those that's the family you were born into and it's wonderful to see you recognize it and go yeah. through that painful process and that is yeah. how we that's why therapy works yeah. because they, they what therapy does it in, it asks you to take out all these painful memories um take them out put them out in the daylight look yeah. at them and understand the emotion the pain mm. emotion that you have and then Put them back because all our experiences we carry with us, mm-hmm. but put them back hopefully with a different emotion, looking yeah. at them different, making a, having a mm-hmm. different reaction. You're you're choosing yeah. to have a different reaction with to your mother, and recognizing that maybe part of having a different reaction in a different experience is you said to me, "I'm going to limit my time there. I'm not going to, you know, come and and, yeah. and do all these things like you, before right. you used to, and, right. and always well, do things with her." Well, the thing is, again, my dad when he was there, I can always tell my dad, "Hey, Dad, I'm going to run out and have lunch with Gene," and he'd be like, "Okay," and then I would just grab the keys and go, "Okay, bye, everybody. I'll be back." Um, my dad was still there to mm-hmm. kind buffer. of buffer, buffer, and entertain my mom, right, and just distract, distraction, distraction, right. Um, but with him not being there, um. You know, the silence, I think, is, is what kills her. You know, if you're not in the right mind, um, when you're alone and the mind starts to wander, mm-hmm. that that quietness mm-hmm. is, is what drives people, you know, crazy, to, mm-hmm. to, for lack of a better word, just drives them, you know, more. more it's uncomfortable. Um, it's uncomfortable for them. And, you know, it's funny. I, I, I told my mom again this trip. I said, you know, I apologize. We grew up. I apologize. Aww. We're still not little kids. But I go, you're lucky that you have a son who hasn't asked for a dime ever after he left the house. And you have a daughter who gave you two amazing grandchildren. And you know what? We all are in good health. You know, we're 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 relatively, you know, happy. You mm-hmm. know, your kids are happy. Leave it at that, you know. And um, one of my good friends here from Los Angeles who I talk to a lot, and she had a similar, she has a similar mother, and she also lost her dad. She was saying, you know what? It's so great that you're learning all these things. And just remember to look back and, and look back at that little Juan and give him a mm. hug. When you look back in time and, and you see that little boy and what he's in, and, and it is, it's like, you know, a hurt child grows up to be a, an adult with issues too. You know what I mean? And, and that's another thing. And, and one thing just not to put all the blame on my mom, but I guess it's a very Latino thing and maybe you can 
chime in on this one too, Cecile, but there wasn't a single person that wasn't criticized um, for their weight, whether they gained weight or lost weight. Like um, the lady who's my, my aunt's caregiver, I hadn't seen her in a year. And I think I look fine. I think I look yes. okay, right? Could I be yeah. trimmer? Sure, but I think I look pretty good. And like one of the first things out of her mouth was, you know, oh my God, Juan, you've gained so much weight. And you know, I, to- I tossed it right back to her and I said, you know what, you're right. I'm super fat. I am just, I'm just, I, I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, and, and, you know, I, I mean, I get it. And then it's so funny later, like my mom bumped into some male friend of hers and he had lost some weight. And then the the comment, the side comment was, um, he looks so macabre. He looks oh. so bad. So how did how did I walk out of that house without a million complexes? I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, the question and is, I've worked on it. Yes. Right? Well, the question is, Juanito. Um, the question is, did you walk out without a million complexes? And and I think that from listen from the first moment that I met you to the yes. the last four years, you have. Maybe I was hitting 50, but you have allowed yourself yeah. to be uh, more true to yourself. You're 100%. a lot, a lot yes. kinder to yourself. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. choices that you're making, I, I see them from, again, from a, from a position of, of someone who loves you and mm-hmm. knows you. You are allowing yourself to be happier. You, you put a lot of judgment on yourself uh, before of and you, you wonder why right you look back why, because why that's what you because this, but, well yeah. because you heard it right. uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's a Latino thing or, or if it's or if it's a personal characteristic thing um, there are people out there many people unfortunately that can only feel good can only feel like they're standing up straight when they're standing on other people yeah and they and yeah. it's and it's these these side comments of oh my god he or she's gained so much weight I, f- I worry about her yeah well is it really that you're worrying about her or you just needed to hear yourself say she's fat I'm not right it's it's right. yeah it's hard and yeah. it's it's hard as someone who's always had to work very hard on maintaining my weight and especially Same now here. especially now and with I'm my, on TV so yeah. I, gotta, I I definitely have to watch out exactly and and to say those things it's just yeah. Especially when you haven't seen them, especially when you go home for the holidays. Yeah. The last damn thing you yeah. want to hear someone say yeah. is, oh my gosh, you're looking yeah. old and you're looking fat. I, I, I'd feel so guilty, Cecile. When I first moved out here, I had this friend named Eric who um, has, has, I think, since moved back. I haven't seen him in years. But I remember I was new here. I was excited. I was away from the family. I was living in Los Angeles, a new mm-hmm. job. And um, the holidays would come around and um, I would say, hey, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm so excited. Mom's coming to visit. It's our yearly visit. I love when my mom's here. She's so wonderful. And I'm thinking, wow, why don't I feel that way? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't I want my parents to come visit? Luckily, my dad, once he retired, he came like Mm -hmm. every year for five years. And I felt like we made up for a lot of lost time. We had a great time. But I, I, I really, you know, I'm not apt to invite mom to come because I know it comes with a whole grab bag of, 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 of issues, you know, and you have to self protect. And like you said, I don't blame, you don't blame your mother and well, nor should you blame your mother. Just like she shouldn't blame her parents or her upbringing. We understand it. We see it for what it is and we move on. I had, uh, similarly, you know, I did not have a very close relationship with my mother for a lot of different reasons. mm -hmm. And but my father was extraordinary and wonderful and loving, so I, I I carry that memory, those memories with me. But I also see I was home for the holidays. I was back in my house in Arizona. I always host, and I cooked uh, so much the four days that I was there, and I had lots of people coming in. Mm-hmm. And for me, I see my sisters and I see my brothers, and now I see my nieces and my nephews who have children, mm-hmm. and I see them with their kids. I see my siblings with their kids. How loving! How wonderful! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see the, the the next generation and the generation after that, how loving and how wonderful they are. And do I are there moments that I think, gosh, I wish I wish I would have had that with my mother. I see my sisters with their kids. And of course, but I am grateful. Yeah. I am grateful that the good parts passed on. Yeah. And and my my focus is how do I keep passing on those good those good traits how do i keep yeah. encourage the, the don't goodness don't you think it's the gener- it's just generational like you're doing better than your mother did my sister is doing an amazing job i'll tell you a quick story about anthony my oldest nephew 
He's been out here many times. He loves Los Angeles. He, he looks loves... like you, but Enzo has your personality. That's right. That's right. Unless you ask my mom, then she'll say Enzo really looks like her, which again, you know, <laughs> you would think she would just let a compliment just go Everything by. has to boomerang to her. Right, yeah. right, right. My aunt, I'll just tell you, my aunt, uh, we were leaving her house and my aunt looks up and she's like, Juan, you know, that little Enzo sure looks like Juan. Like, and, and it's true and in personality. He's like the mm-hmm. showboat of the family and this and that. Mom goes, nope, nope, nope. He looks more like me. Everybody says he looks like me. And it's like, okay, you just put a full stop. You know, you threw a, a, a rock in the middle of the road. Like, what, what do you say after that? Oh, okay. Sure, sure. He does. Sorry. So sorry. Um, we, well, we, how does that make you feel, Juanito? How, how do you... F- I want to leave. I want to walk away. Like, Okay, that's what you want to do. Yeah. But how does that make you feel? Um, I just let it go because I know it's her. Because it, it makes her look worse, I think. It makes okay, her look Okay, that's bad. what you do. But uh-huh. how does it make you feel? Um, I... Um, well... It's frustrating that you just can't let it go. Just just let just let a nice compliment go. Let somebody else receive a compliment and let it go. I mean, what's it to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I find interesting, Juanito, that yeah. you can't even say that she can't let somebody be loving and kind to me. Right. Right. Well, my friend Jean, right at the dinner mm-hmm. table, she was literally, she, we, she was sat across from me. And she's reaching out her hands and she's holding it. She's like, I missed you so much and blah, 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 and this and that. And I mean, she was pouring her love and, into, and her, you. into me. And I could just feel like from, because my mom was sitting side saddle to me, right? Just like, oh, it's like, Jean, just, just, just pick it up and we'll talk later. Let's just pick it up and talk later. Aww. Because I didn't want her to, to see that, which you would think, oh my God. Your mother you should know, want. She would want, oh my God, people think of my son this way. I've done a great job as a parent, but it doesn't go that way. <sighs> when she came to visit here in 2019 after my dad died, I took her to the office. And you know, it happens every time somebody brings a parent to the office. They're like, oh, we love, love Juan. <laughs> we love working with him. He's such a great um, co-worker. Oh, this and that and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And finally, after what 30 years in the business, um, she did say to me, she's like, wow, I didn't realize how important your job was. And um, oh just all the things that you do because she saw me go throughout my workday. She stayed with me there for the workday. So, you know, it's like, how can you not? Like, again, it comes down to awareness, you know, and speaking about awareness, my sister is very, very smart lady and she's figured it out, too. And going back to my nephew, right? He wants to somehow come to UCLA. For yeah. some reason, he's only a, a soft, uh, junior in high school. Um, he wants to go to UCLA. So when I was in um, Costco not too long ago, they had a whole bunch of, of hoodies mm-hmm. from the different um, schools. UCLA, mm-hmm. USC, mm-hmm. Um, Cal State, and all this and that. And I thought, wow, that would be a great gift for Anthony for um, the holidays. So I... Um, texted my sister and I said, hey, um, what do you think about this? What size is Anthony? And she's like, he's a medium. He would love that, Aww. right? Um, so um, we talked. a talk- good way to inspire him. Right. Work hard so he can go to UCLA. So I, I took it to him and, you know, he's doing great in grades. He might get a scholarship. So, you know, that would take care of that. So, um, you know, I, I give him the gift. He wouldn't take it off the whole night. He Aww. was so happy. I took pictures of him Aww. in it. I'll show you um, when we're done here. But, Anyways, um, I saw the joy my sister got seeing his joy. And then later she goes, you know what? I just wish I would have had someone who wanted more for me than what I wanted for myself. And so my sister is, um, you know, if he wants that, let's look into that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you like um, he wanted to um, get a keyboard for Christmas, he got a keyboard and he started on YouTube. You know, (laughs) these kids are so smart. He already started playing music without a single lesson. You know, let's encourage that. Let's encourage that. Like when I was getting ready to go to high school and this is how I compared it right away. um, A lot of my friends were talking about going to Gainesville Mm -hmm. or Tallahassee in Florida, Mm -hmm. the state schools, right? So I kind of mentioned it to my counselor. And, and this thought, is for well, high school? I'm going from high school to college, okay. right? Um, my uh, SAT scores were terrible, and I've talked about this before. I had to do community college for two years and then transfer to a uh-huh. four-year school, which, fine, no big deal. But let's say even before I took that SAT, I did mention Tallahassee. I did mention Gainesville. And again, I didn't even know where those were, sadly. Wow. I mean, you know, yes. now... Anthony can do a full UCLA campus tour online and know exactly where, which way is up. But back then you just had to, you know, whatever. 
My fault too for not being more resourceful. But anyways, um, my mom immediately said, why do you have to go anywhere? There's a perfect school here. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when I decided on broadcast journalism as a career, are you sure you can make a career out of that? So see, these are the things that I'm sure my sister got too, right? She's a a, a nutritionist, right? And she does very well. She works at a dialysis center. She does a great job. Um, What my sister said really, you know, resonated with me. I wish I had someone in my corner that wanted more for me than what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I know women, relationships between women, mother, daughter, daughter, mother is complicated. My mom had a complicated run with her mom too, but it's, it's like we had a similar, you know, upbringing. And I think a lot of it, um, and again, I give her a little bit of a hall pass and I, and, and I was telling you yesterday about how, um, or it was this morning. <laughs> I can't remember. It's all a blur, but, um, <laughs> How I've kind of like, I'm, I'm not so mad at her right now Good. because I've, I've walked away from it and I'm here now and, and I look at it with, with almost a little, you know, sadness and pity for her that why wouldn't you want your kids to be the absolute best kids? Your kids are going to go, your mm-hmm. kids are going to leave. My coworkers will say, um, and they're very conscious about it. This one coworker of mine has two, a 10 year old twin daughters and she goes, I tell all my friends, I know this time is short. I've got, what, six, Correct. seven years before they're gone. I need to, to to soak up the now. My mom wasn't soaking up the now. She was worried about the future. So I know that, that she operated so much in fear, in mm-hmm. fear of losing us, fear of what's next, in fear of being alone, that that's what, that was the gasoline that fueled her engine versus something else. Yeah, Does that it, make sense? Absolutely. And, and also, I think that, it's natural for for parents. I feel sad when I when when I'm leaving uh-huh. my home in Yuma. I feel sad when the kids are leaving. And I, and I had this conversation with my sister, mm-hmm. who um, had both of her daughters, and one of them is married, Jessica, and her son-in-law at home for four, five, six days. I can't even remember how long. And it was wonderful. They were staying at their at her house. They would walk over to my house, and of course, I called her the day after the girls left. And I was actually very conscientious while the girls mm-hmm. were there not to call her so much so that she could have all the time with them and not have to spend time with me. Right. Um, and so I called her and I said, how you doing? She said, oh, fine, 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 fine. Uh-huh. She's, you know, my sister has lots of energy. All my sisters do. They do. And then I said, no, but how are you feeling after the girls left? And she, and she got really quiet. She said, I'm so sad. It makes me sad. I miss them. I miss them. Yeah. But then very quickly she turns to it was so great having them here. It was so wonderful. Kevin, her my niece's husband, he cooked for us. He cooked the the, yeah. the the beef for dinner. And she immediately goes to, these are the things I'm excited about for them. Oh, well, they had to get back because, you know, they have their new place and they're very busy with what work. What a difference, right? Yeah. And it's and, yeah. and I know that she, and I know her heart is hurting. I know she yeah. how much she loves her children. Yeah. But immediately she goes to, but these are the good things that they're going to. And I'm so excited about yeah. them. And I know she's doing that consciously. And I... Holiday, the holidays are very, very complicated because it brings Mm -hmm. so much raw emotion. Um, And we're busy. I I read this really interesting article on Huffington Post a couple of days ago that that uh, read that I think the title was "The Holiday Magic is Created by Women Mostly and It's Very Hard on Women." And I thought. That well, makes sense. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah. Because you know how much I cook when I go home and it's exhausting and it, I, I'm on my feet all day. And I actually stopped and asked myself because they were saying women, you know, we go we go out of our way. We, we do the grocery shopping, even if other people help. Yeah. We put so much pressure on ourselves. And it could be... It could be a double-edged sword. We could do it, and then we end up being exhausted. And some people can be resentful, or it could be angry. Uh, there could be anger, and why do I have yeah. to do this? But it's also a choice. I was really yeah. tired. I remember one it's night. It's a choice. I was That's so yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember laying in bed at two o'clock in the morning uh, when everybody left, and thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to be yeah. up in about four hours cooking again." And I was starting to feel <laughs> resentful. And then I said. What are you to yeah. myself? What are you bitching about? You you invite everybody over. You get up and cook for everybody. You can say no. And then I thought, do I want to say no? And then I thought, no, I don't want to say no. I, it's and that's short. awareness. Yes, that's awareness. Again, it's it's so key. Yes, to have that. so I I gave myself a little attitude adjustment, mm-hmm. and I also gave myself permission to say, if I don't want to cook, 
I'm not going to cook. Or right. if I don't want to do X, I'm not going to do it. Right. And it sounds like it says something minor, but to me, it was as, as crazy as it sounds, it was really major for me to mm-hmm. stop myself from spinning into, oh my gosh, I've been doing, to say, you're choosing this. Yeah. You can choose something different. Your family loves you. They will adjust. They don't care. What What was the um, pivot point for you? When, when, when you know, you, you said you had those that four hour window, you needed to rest, you got to start cooking again. What was it that you said, you know what? Pause. Because I started reflecting, I st- because there's been so much, so many challenges mm-hmm. in 2023 mm-hmm. in my life. There was, you know, I I lost most of my hair, which has been so traumatic for me yeah. from from the poisoning. My body has been through hell and back. Yeah. I, I had surgery three weeks ago, yeah. and thank God all of that is okay. And and thank God, thank yes. God, there's there's nothing worse. Mm-hmm. And as I was going down the, I'm doing this for everybody, and I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. I I stopped and I thought. Okay, and I could feel myself going, giving myself a pity party and going down all the negativity, mm-hmm. the poor me. And I yeah. thought, oh, wait a minute, you're choosing this. That's right. Choose something different. And then yeah. I thought, okay, why would I choose something different? And why did you choose that? And I sit there and I think, because I love to cook. I love to see their little faces going, oh my gosh, Auntie, you made this. I love, oh my gosh, this is so good. Oh my gosh, you have to give me the recipe. Yeah. And the, the, the different kids walking in, my different nieces and nephews and looking at me and say, oh, do you want me to make you some pasta mama? Oh, do you want me to make you this? Oh my God. And they're, nice. oh, can I have another delicious coffee? And I'm thinking my time, the chapters of my life, yeah. I'm at the, we are at the shorter chapters of our life. 100%. And yet we mm-hmm. still are the authors of this book. Nobody That's else. That's true. So I rewrote the conversation that I was having with myself. That's so great. To say, if, if, we start cooking and I don't want to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to say, okay, somebody needs to take over. And believe yeah. me, they would. Now where it becomes hard, I think is in a situation like you where, where you're constantly getting the commentary where, where someone's giving you some love and it, and, and it very quickly gets taken away from you and onto somebody else. Yeah. Cause that's not, yeah. that doesn't feel good. And what that, mm-hmm. I think what the message is, is you don't deserve it. You don't need it. Yeah. I need it. Fill my cup. And that's hard one. That's yeah. really, really hard. And, and It is. But again, having that awareness and, and seeing, you know, a, a parent as a person mm-hmm. with flaws and a, a million and one um, problems themselves. Mm-hmm. I think you you, you you start to at least um, give them a bit of a hall pass where you're just like, you know sure. what? Sorry, not sorry. You know, it's like. You can't do uh, much. Talking about pivoting really quick, you know, um, how every year I try to like change my window so it still <laughs> looks like I'm there for a, a while, but not really. Um, I decided next year what I'm going to do, and I ran this by my sister, and she thinks it's a great idea. I'm going to come into South Florida unannounced. Good. And I'm going to see my friend Jean, and we're going to go to restaurants, and I'm going to go to Miami Beach, and I'm going to see my friends who live there, and I'll either stay at my sister's, or I'll get a hotel for myself. And then when I'm good and ready, I will then say, hey, I'm arriving tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Great. And then I got all that out of the way done. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm satisfied and I'm happy. I mean, Cecile, when I go back to South Florida and people know I'm going back to Miami, where you could see downtown Miami from the freeway near my parents' house, it's it's that close. You can almost touch it. Wow. And I haven't seen it in, in years. You know, I, I haven't. I really? Mean, yeah. I see the airport, I see my mom's house, I see my aunt's house, I see my sister's house, and maybe a handful of restaurants here and there. So it's not like I'm going back to some small town in Ohio. It's South Florida. It's Miami. and you know, A vibrant, yeah, fun, happening yeah. city. I go to Yuma. Yeah. There's not much yeah. going on, and I yeah. rarely li- leave my house or the compound. Yeah. I go from my house to, to Walmart, to Sam's, to <laughs> now, there, now there's a Sprouts to buy groceries. And we, oh, that's so nice. when we went grocery shopping, when I, when I arrived with my niece, Jessica, we had so much food in the car, Juan. We, yeah. we did three stops, I think it was, maybe two. We had so much food in the car that the last stop at Sprouts, she said, okay, auntie, I'm going to get in. She had a maneuver in her seat in the passenger yeah. side in my BMW to get in. She goes, okay, 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 I'm in, I'm in. Hand me more bags. That's how we drove home. It, the seats were down. That's how much food, and we ate through all of it. But, you know, I, I – and so I don't go out because there's not much to right. do. We went right. to the Elks right. Club. We do yeah. – We do that. my family is very involved with the Elks, and they're a wonderful organization, so we – 
we I helped pack up boxes of food for the needy. We give them these massive boxes. I was going to say who ends up with all those leftovers. Well, they they eat them. They they still <laughs> stay there and they they eat them and and uh, so they keep going on oh, while I'm gone. Nice. But you know, so nice. I thought about something when you said now that I see my mom as a, as an adult with yeah. all the flaws, you give her a, bu- a pass. But I was thinking maybe part of the process of of you seeing your mom as an adult or seeing your parents yeah. as adults as an adult is for you to look at it with different eyes because when we're children and we look at our parents we we are we're hardwired to keep seeking the love of our parents and therefore forgiving or excusing away what they Mm -hmm. do or Mm -hmm. we just don't have the tools we don't have the mental tools to understand the the psychology or the psychosis behind what they do so we take it upon ourselves we take it it's my fault it's something with me i'm not enough i'm not doing but when we look at them as adults as one adult to another adult we see all the flaws so we say oh it's not me that i didn't didn't deserve this or it's not me it's just her with her situation or him with his shortcomings or his his but isn't that a gift too because that's what i say i think it's a gift of of gold or freeing yeah. It should be free. And thinking about chosen family, right? I have my chosen family mm-hmm. out here, right? I have you, which I always, when I when I mention your name, it's always like she's like my sister mm-hmm. out here. Um, I have my partner now, and I have some close friends too. Um, that satisfies me, mm-hmm. like, and and I know I can be as open and as and and as you know free as I want, and it's not going to be judged, and I'm going to get honest uh, reaction and opinion. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I mean, the relationship I have, and it was kind of the same with my dad, even though maybe got a little better towards the end of his life, but it's it's always very superficial. How are you? How you doing? Good. All right. I mean, they, no, nobody really asks, how, how am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, like Or dives like, in deeper nobody to say. Dives, it's, it's very on the surface. Topical. It's very, and you know what? And I'm okay with it. You know, it's, it's, it just, it is what it is. But you know what? I get that from others. Mm-hmm. I get it from the chosen family and it's, and you know what? And it's okay. But I, th- I, I, my goal yeah. has always been is, you know, I love, I, I just said this to you before we uh-huh. went on air that I love the process of giving. I love, yes, the, you do. I love, <laughs> I love giving love in it and it feeds me. I feel like it's a boomerang. The more love I give, the the more love I feel because yeah. I actually feel the love when I give that to, to people that are important in my life. And, and as we always talk about awareness, I think when we are able to examine the complicated relationship mm-hmm. with our parents and with our siblings as well, yeah, uh, because they were all our world. We That's also true. we we That's also true. get to examine. They were our world. They were our safety. They were our protectors. Mm-hmm. They were our uh, mm-hmm. those who provided us with nourishment and in in a in a guideline of how life should be lived. Right. But in in also in within all of that, the to me the most important piece is how you should be loved and how you should love. And if it was not the right way, the best way for you to be loved, or you didn't get the love that you want, mm-hmm. as an adult, if you if you take the time to to understand who you are and what you want and why you want the things you want, if you're if you're capable of 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 um, seeking out therapy or have friends that you can talk to, mm-hmm. then you can start to understand this is the kind of love that I want in my life. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of relationships that I want yes. in my life. Yes. And you can find you can find that love in people that don't share the same blood as you do. Correct. But Correct. you have to understand what you want. Mm-hmm. You can but if you want to walk around blaming your parents or blaming the dog or blaming that you were born on a Tuesday instead of a Friday right. and that's why you are not X or that's why you're not Y, you're going to stay stuck in that pain. Right. And again, it's not having the awareness. Mm-hmm. It's it's put. It's not putting or the, the responsibility ownership. and ownership in mm-hmm. your lap. You know, something that really helped me. And you know, we've talked about this in our different uh, podcasts when it comes to um, AI and technology mm-hmm. that we've done in the past. That our phones are constantly listening to us, right? And I will have to say, during my time in um, South Florida, and when we bring in John Silimparis next year, mm-hmm. um, I'd love to talk to him more about it. But it's um, it's basically uh. That's right. You mentioned it to I mean, me. It's, it's, it's Darvo. A, it's, okay. It's, 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 What's it's an acronym um, that is deny, attack, reverse victim, and offender. And I'll I'll go into go into it more in a second. But basically, um, as I was scrolling Instagram um, in bed at night, just trying to clear my mind, I, I was getting a lot of very pointed <laughs> things on the feed where I'm like, okay, the phone is listening to yeah. me. And I, I when I read this, I'm glad in that moment, and it was, but in general, that just freaks me right. out but keep going right. but when i read about this darvo it's like i said it's an acronym for deny 
attack, reverse victim and offender. And what some researchers um, they indicate it's a manipulation strategy mm. of psychological abusers. So, for example, the times that I did approach my mom or I would go against the grain with her, number one, she would deny it. Mm-hmm. Then she would attack me. She would reverse it by saying, oh, now I'm the bad guy. Yo soy la mala. Yo mm. siempre soy la mala. I'm, I'm always, always the, bad guy. the bad person. And suddenly I'm now the offender. Mm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and again, I'm sure John is well aware of this and, and he can he can um, go through it. But once I saw this and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what she's doing. She's denying, she's reversing it where she's now the victim and I'm the offender. And you're having to apologize instead right? of and you then, saying you hurt then, my feelings. And I have to apologize. So it's like, how can you move forward, right? Because this is another example of not having awareness. How can you not move forward if you don't see that you have an issue with this? And I even had this one conversation with her, which I hadn't had since I was a kid. And it really brought me back to like being mm. 12 years old or 14 years old again. She said something and I provided a contrary um, statement. Mm-hmm. And she says to me, in Spanish, which maybe you know the translation, because I don't, you know, my explanation would Let's be too try long. But she said, "No me desmientes." You know, don't, 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 you know, don't reverse what I'm saying. It's 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 something a parent or somebody would say. Like, let's say you're in mixed company, mm-hmm. and they say the sky. Don't, it's is, a way to saying, "Don't call me a liar." Yeah, it's like saying the, you know, they could say the sky is orange, and and if I say the sky is blue, I'm desmintiendo la persona, right? I'm, yeah. So it's literally don't call me a liar yeah. or don't make me a liar because yeah. don't make me a liar. Don't make me a liar because mentir is to lie. Right. And and, and that, I was like this is you like what? I'm like so this is basically saying I can't have my own opinion. No, what she's telling you, Juanita. Yeah. I'm going to stop okay, you right there. Tell me, tell I'm going to stop you right there. Me. What she is saying is she's saying the truth is not the truth. The truth is what I tell you the truth is. Right. You are not entitled right. to right. to facts. And, and, <laughs> right. and your truth, even yeah. if it is the fact, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And what that causes you to do is to continue to sacrifice yourself to her. Yeah. And I know, like I said, and I started this podcast saying, don't feel bad for me. I know a lot of our listeners um, and a lot of people out there have similar situations. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear from them. Um, we'd love to share their stories. Maybe bring in John Salimparis yes. and and oh, can, Juanita, we definitely need to bring uh, John Salimparis for this. We need to bring him in and and just to see, you know, what's up. But um, twenty twenty four, Cecile is just less than forty eight hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, here on the west coast of uh, the United States, I'm excited for twenty twenty four. I was really excited. I thought it was just because I was born in 68. I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm good with even years. I thought 2020 was going to be a great year. You know how that <laughs> You and the went. rest of the planet. So here we go into 2024. The pandemic is behind us now. It's an even number. I like even numbers. So what do you think? What do you think uh, next year is going to bring bring us? Well, I think you like even numbers because you like things to be steady, stable, and, and no yes, drama, which true. we can unpack that's later. Yes. Uh, that's how deep things affect us. That's how uh-huh. deeply things affect affect us so what do I think about 2024 I'm not the kind of person that makes New Year's resolutions you know that because I believe that if I want to change something I start today to change it but um, what I do get excited about is is thinking about all the pain and all the challenges that I went through there were some very dark moments um, and there's still a lot of very challenging things that I'm gonna have to deal with the first quarter of this year Mm -hmm. but what I am taking into 48 hours from now is the fact that I am very strong, I am very loved, and I love very hard. And whether my expiration date is tomorrow or a thousand years from tomorrow, and whether I have or not have, whether there's X number of zeros in front of the decibel or less numbers of zeros in the decibel point, what I am most grateful for and most excited for is the strength that I continue to have the love that I have from my friends and the love that I have for my friends and my family and the fact that I can every day still learn. Mm-hmm. Every day I can That's walk right. myself off that ledge yes. with with more understanding, with more kindness, with more uh, with more support. And, and every day I get stronger to be able to speak what is important to me, yes. to be able to say no, to be able to say yes, to be able to say 
get the hell out or please come back again into my home. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I want to measure it. There's a lot of cool stuff that I want to do. I want to go back to competing because I haven't really been competing. Right, so ballroom dancing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I need to really focus on, on getting the right the right partner to do that with. I'm, I, I made a decision. Uh, I've been asked to write a book often. Um, I had the great privilege of speaking at Columbia University at the graduate school. Nice. Very complimentary. Mm-hmm. And what keeps being parroted back to me, what everyone keeps saying in, in their most complimentary things that they say to me, is to say, I feel better when I listen to you talk and you have a way of really seeing me mm-hmm. or seeing the person mm-hmm. and inspiring us to be better. So I thought, okay, what is my why? And And if my why is to make a better place for people to find a direction or a why or or a reason to propel themselves forward. That's what I'm going to focus on. So I finally agreed and, and I'm going to start writing the book that I've been asked to, to nice. write. Uh, I, I, I meant to say write, not read. I do read a lot. I'm going to start writing that book. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to having the health and the energy to try and do mm-hmm. many more podcasts as we've always wanted to do. That's right. And for me, it's about living in the moment. It's one thing that I want to... Uh, you know, do and I've learned from in the past. Stop thinking about six months ahead. Enjoy the now because I want to look at things with a positive mm-hmm. outlook uh, versus doom and gloom because there's lots of great things coming our way in 2024. You know, I love you. You know, Sean loves you. We love Aww. Sean too. He's not with us today. And again, to our to our listeners out there, we thank you for for listening to us yes. and and for, for your wonderful comments for sharing. your kind right. words it it really means to us i a lot and and having people from just every corner of the that's planet right. is is it that's, that's the right. power of technology that's, that's right. the power of being able to to reach out to people and to share love and kindness and and support and awareness we wish everyone the best the new year can that's happen right. uh, can have for you and can and that you're surrounded by loved ones and that you feel love and support and if you feel lonely uh, tune us in listen right. to us right in um, and happy new year to all you can find us at ends with z happy new year everybody And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one because above all else, you matter.